Hey fam. Hello, hello, hello. Family, I have a word. I have a word. I have a word. So, yesterday I had a dream. It was yesterday afternoon. And I'm going to tell you the dream and then I'm going to break it down to you. And I want you to go into prayer in the name of Jesus. So, I was younger in my dream. I was like a teenager. And um, I was at a church. I was at like a church function. And you know how like when you're younger, like how you break off in your group. So we broke off in our groups or whatever. And um, I was with this girl. And um, first we were just chilling. It was like a group of us. But the one girl like I knew. like, but, But in my waking life, I don't know her. But I know who she is in my waking life. But like that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, you know what I mean. I'm just keep on going. So we ended up in a car. And we, uh, first we were just chilling. Like, you know how you're younger, you just chill in the car or whatever. Y'all hype because you can just chill in the car. <laughs> and I remember this dude came and walked up. And when he walked up, he was for the girl. So the girl was in the back seat, but I was sitting back there. So I said, let me get in the front. So I had gotten in the front and I sat down. And um, I remember the dude, he was like talking to the girl. They, like, they was back there kissing. They was back there like being lukewarm. The fact that we just came from church and they was acting like that, they were being lukewarm. Not neither hot nor cold. And um, I remember we just started driving. And as we were looking, it was like, you could see like a figure in the clouds, but you really couldn't make out who it was. But as we got closer... We all said together in the car, that's Jesus. And it's like, immediately when we said that, somehow we got out of the car, we on our knees, and we are confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I remember the fear I had in me because I knew I was sitting there amongst lukewarm people. Though in the dream I wasn't being lukewarm, I knew I shouldn't have been there. Knew it, and I was so afraid because I knew that Jesus knew I was there. And you're, we, I start seeing people. They're on their knees, but they're still going up, right? They're still going up. But I need to tell you an important part. So standing there, right? Because I told you Jesus was standing there. All I could see was his waist. His waist started at the sky. So picture you just seeing Jesus in the clouds, but his waist is starts at the sky, but his legs are on the earth. Okay. And he had on, it was like some shorts. He had on, had a sword on his side. He had on some shoes and he had on some boots. And you, I just seen people going up and I'm just like, oh my gosh. If I don't go, I know what it's hitting for. I know what it's hitting for if I'm not going. If I don't get, if he does not allow me to come up, I know what's going to happen. So, you know, I'm saying Jesus Christ is Lord and the dream ends, right? It just ends. And family, when I tell you I had to call my sisters, I had to call my mama. I was, I need my mama. <laughs> because I know that the Lord is telling me to warn the lukewarms. He's telling me to warn his lukewarm children. 
family, the fear, the fear I felt in that dream, it was real, okay? It was real. Because first, it's Jesus. You know, your whole life, if you care about him, your whole life, you're waiting to see him. You're waiting to be with him. And in that moment, being afraid, not knowing if you're going to go with him or not. That's first. And then second, the terror. If you ever read the book of Revelations, you know the terror that's coming to the earth. The terror. So you know what it's hitting for. You know. If if you're not coming with Jesus, if you're not going into the banquet, if you're not sharing that time with him, if you don't go with him, his protection is being taken. His peace is being taken. And you have to endure. You got to endure. Family. Mm-mm-mm-mm. First, I want to start with, because um, the Lord, he gave me a message, but I, I just want, I want to start this with the lukewarm. It's not time to be hot or cold. I mean, it's not time to be cold. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said hot or cold. It's not, well, it's not time to be lukewarm. That's like, basically, it's not time to be that, nor hot, nor cold. It's time to be hot. You got to be hot. Because just that quick. Just that quick, the Lord was in front of my face in that dream. Just that quick. And another thing I want to add to this, because I believe this is important. In the dream, it was like a foggy kind of color. Like, you ever see a black and white movie and how it has like that brownish look to the screen? Like, it's like, you know how it looks in a black and white movie. It's not really color. Like, I can't tell you what color Jesus is. I don't, I can't tell you what race he is. And I feel like that's something important to add. I couldn't tell. It was just, it was a knowing that we all knew. And every knee had to bend and every tongue had to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't even know how we got out the car. But family is just that quick. It's just that quick. That was a suddenly... You cannot, I remember the Lord, he was telling me yesterday, you cannot put your guard down. Tell my children, they cannot put their guard down. Stay alert. Stay alert. Because that day is coming unexpectedly. It's coming like a thief in the night. And in that dream, it was so sudden. It was so unexpectedly. It was, in that dream, the me and the people in that car, we wasn't worried about that. And it came just that fast. But to have that fear, to have that fear. Mm, 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 mm. So first, I want to take you to um, Revelations. Chapter... Three, verse 14. I'm going to read the NLT. Thank you. 
And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold, neither cold nor hot. I'm sorry. I'll, I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy me, buy of me gold tried in fire that thou mayest be rich and white remeth that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eyes, eyes sleeve thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in him, into him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches family he said i will spew you out my mouth you are neither hot nor cold since he said i wish you were one or the other but since you are like lukewarm water i will spew thee out of my mouth family what a relationship with the Lord, not because of what he can do for you, but because you were made for him. You were made to worship him. You were made to be around him. You, you were made to have a relationship with him. And if you lose that, if you lose it, that is, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you. That's the worst thing. And the fear that I felt in that dream, y'all. I don't wish that on nobody. But it's harder for a lukewarm. If a person's an unbeliever, they don't know what to expect. But if you are lukewarm, you know. You know. That should be the best day of your life when Jesus cracks that sky. When it's... It should be the best day. So hold on. Give you sis give me a second. I get my uh scripture. Hold on. Hold on, family. <clears throat> okay, so let me, um, I'm going to read you what the Lord said, and then I'm going to get in the scriptures. Um, tell my children, this is what the Lord says. Warn them of the pending wrath of God. 
it will be a day of doom and darkness. Tell them I am coming. I have heard my children's cry and no longer will sit and not act. I am unleashing my wrath. I am ready for war. Be ready to be crowned, my child. Suffering for my people is over. They are being crowned. And that's what the sovereign Lord said to me. So I have scriptures. I'm going to go through these scriptures with you. And um, so let's start with Revelation 6. Verse 17. I'm going to start at verse 16. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks. Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. And who is able to survive? Mm. Another one I want to read to you. Is Romans 1, verse 8. Hold on. I think I wrote down the wrong verse. Give me a second. Okay, it's 18. I'm sorry. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world has crea- was created, people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to drink up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful deeds their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. This is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the woman turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burnt with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do do things that should never be done. Their lives become full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious, malicious behavior, I'm sorry, malicious behavior and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand 
break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Yet, worse yet, they encourage others to do it than others to do I'm sorry. They encourage others to do them too. Family, I want to take you to um John, John chapter three. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who does not obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Um, Lord, which one are you going to go to next? Let's go to Isaiah 26. Verse 21. Look, the Lord is coming from heaven to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will no longer hide those who have been killed. They will be brought out. For all to see. Family, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 25, verse 17. I will execute. I will execute terrible vengeance against them to punish them for what they have done. And when I have inflicted my revenge, they will know that I am the Lord. Let's go to uh, Revelations 19. Verse 11. Starting at verse 11. Then I saw the heaven open and a white horse was standing there. Its rider's name was faithful and true, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in the finest of purest white linen, Followed them on white horses for this for his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the almighty. Like juice flowing from a wine press on his robe at his thigh was a was written his title king of all king and lords of all lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky. Come gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Family, we were just talking about the great banquet. We were just talking about the great banquet. We was just talking. The last episode is about the great banquet. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors of horses and their riders and all the humanity both free and slaves small and great then i saw the beast and kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army 
And the beast was captured and with the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast. Miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophets were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the of the one riding the white horse. And the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. Mm. Mm. It's not a good. It's, it's that. That's that's not good. Mm. Family, like, please go into repentance. Like, like, go into repentance, please. In the name of Jesus. But remember, right here it says, "Hold on." Hold on. I'm trying to find the verse. Remember, I just told you the Lord said that he's ready for war. And verse 11, it says, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. Are are you ready for the battle? That's that's something I, I want you to ask yourself. Because I, I say this to you because it's about examining your heart. You, if you have a relationship with the Lord, because I had another dream and I'm going to bring up one part of the dream because it was the Lord was speaking to me in this other dream, too. And the person in my dream said, I'm ready. Because the Bible said I am. If you have a relationship with the father, you're going to be ready because the Bible says you're ready. But if you don't know the father. If you don't read the word, if you are being lukewarm, how can you be ready for this war? Family, let's go to, um, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Because the Lord said, payback is here. Payback is here. Um, let's go to Deuteronomy 32 verse 35. And it says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. In in due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive. And their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people. And he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone. and 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 no one is left, slave or free. Hallelujah. And I encourage you just to read it. Another thing I want to, um, another verse I want to take you to is Psalms 144. Verse 1. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, just right there. The Lord trains up his children. So in for this war, you will be prepared because you have the Lord. But if you are living lukewarm, you will not be prepared. He is going to spew you out his mouth. 
Hallelujah. I wanna um do I really want me to take them next? Let's go to Joel chapter three. Judgment against enemy nations. At the time of those events, says the Lord, when I restore the prosperity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather the armies of the world into the valley of Jehoshaphat. That I will judge them for harming my people, my special possession, for scattering my people among the nations, and for dividing up my land. Excuse me. They threw dice to decide which of my people would be their slaves. They traded boys to obtain prostitutes. They traded boys to obtain prostitutes and sold girls for enough wine to drink. What do you have against me, Tyre and Sidon, and you cities of Philistia? Are you trying to take revenge on me? If you are, then watch out. I will strike strike swiftly and pay you back for everything you have done. You have taken my silver and gold and all my precious treasures and had carried them off to your pagan temples. You have sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks so they could take them far from their homeland. But I will bring them back from all the places to which you sold them. And I will pay you back for everything you have done. I will sell your sons and daughters to the peoples of Judah, and they will sell them to the people of Arabia, a nation far away. I, the Lord, have spoken. Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Come quickly, all you nations, everywhere, gather together in the valley. And now, O Lord, call out your warriors. Let the nations be called to arms. Let them march to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I, the Lord, will sit to pronounce judgment on them all. Swing the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come tread the grapes, for the wine press is full. The storage vats are overflowing with the wickedness of these people. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. There the day of the Lord will soon arrive. The sun and moon will grow dark and the stars will no longer shine. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth will shake. But the Lord will be a refuge for his people. A strong fortress for the people of Israel. Then you will know that I, the Lord your God, live in Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be holy forever, and and foreign armies will never conquer her again. In that day, the mountains will drip with sweat and wine, and the hills will flow with milk. Water will fill the, the stream beds of Judah, and the mountain will burst forth from the Lord's temple, watering the arid valley of Achaicus. But Egypt will become a wasteland. And Edom will become a wilderness because they attacked the people of Judah and killed innocent people in their land. But Judah will fill, be filled with people forever and Jerusalem will endure through all generations. I will pardon my people's crimes, which I have not yet pardoned. And I, the Lord, will make my home in Jerusalem with my people. Mm, 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 mm. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Family is happening. It's happening. It's happening. Another thing the Lord has said to me, he was saying, be ready to be crowned, my child. Suffering for my people is over and they are being crowned. 
Hallelujah. And as I say this, another scripture comes to my mind. So first I want to get that. Let's um hold on. Let's go to Psalms thirty. Verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold on. Hallelujah. 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 He is mighty, y'all. Hold on, let me, um, give me just a second, hold on. As the Lord, sometimes he be talking to me, like, he be talking to me in the middle of this. That's why you might just hear me praising him, because I hear what he says. Okay, family. So first, let's go to Revelations 2, verse 16. Repent of your sins, or I will come to you. Yeah. Repent of your sins, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone who hears... With ears to hear, must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give each one a white stone. And on that stone, I will grave a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Hold on. And that's another Bible verse. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go up to verse 10. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Mm. And then let's go to um, James chapter 1. Verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Hallelujah. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God never tempted to 
God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. You see, I says when sin is allowed to grow, family, go to the Lord. If you are going through temptations, if you're going through these different trials, go to the Lord and ask him to reveal your heart. Because it says, if sin is allowed, and when sin is allowed to grow, you have the power to let it grow. Hallelujah. Um, another thing, because remember I said that all I could see was Jesus' waist was, a, his waist started at the sky, at the clouds, and then all I could see was his legs. So I want to take you um, to... Um, Zechariah, Zechariah, verse 14, I mean, chapter four, chapter 14, I'm sorry. Watch for the day of the Lord. Watch for, watch for the day of the Lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered right in front of you. Remember we said that the Lord said he is either being plundered or you're doing the plundering. I will gather all the nations to fight against Jerusalem. The city will be taken, the houses looted, and the women raped. Half the population will be taken into captivity, and the rest will be left among the ruins of the city. Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations, as he fought in times past. On that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will split apart, making a wide valley, running from the east to west. Half the mountain will move toward the north and half toward the south. You will flee through this valley for it reaches across to Azal. Yes, you will flee as you did from the earthquake in the days of King Uzzah of Judah. Then the Lord, my God, will come and all his holy ones with him. On that day, the source of light will no longer shine, yet there will be continuous day. Only the Lord knows how this could happen. There will be no normal day and night, for at evening time it will still be light. On that day, life-giving waters will flow out from Jerusalem, half toward the Dead Sea and half toward the Mediterranean, flowing continuously in both summer and winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, I'm sorry, family. I don't know what day was. Something just fell. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. All the land from Geba north of Judah to Rimmon south of Jerusalem will become one vast plain. But Jerusalem will be raised up in its original place and will be inhibited all the way from Benjamin Gate over to the site of the Old Gate. Then the corner gate from the Tower of Hanel to the King's Winepress. And Jerusalem will be filled safe at last, never again to be cursed and destroyed. And the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpse, their flesh rotting away. Their eyes will rot in their sockets and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day, they will be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will fight their neighbors hand to hand. Judah too will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold, silver, and fine clothing. This same plague will strike the horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all the other animals in the enemy's camp. 
In the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go up to Jerusalem each year to worship the king, the Lord of heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of heaven's armies, will have no reign. If people... If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the same plagues that he sends on other nations who refuse to go. Egypt and the other nations will all be punished if they don't go to celebrate the festival shelters. On that day, the harness bells of horses will be inscribed with these words, Holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be as sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord of heaven's armies. All who come to worship him with, will be free to use any of these pots to boil their sacrifices. On that day, there will be no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. And I really want to highlight you that in verse 4. It says, on that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will split apart, making a wide valley running from east to west. Hallelujah. And like that just, it, it's just the confirmation, like the Lord, he's doing it. Like he's, he's, he's doing it. If you read this, he's, he's doing it. He's coming to rule. And like that just really did something to me. And then I wanted to remember how I said, like, I seen the clouds and I seen him like half his body was out the cloud because obviously I seen his legs to his waist. And um, but in the dream, I knew it was him. Let me word it like that. But um, let's go to Daniel chapter seven. And let's start at verse 13. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language will obey him. His rule is internal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Mm. he doing it. I, Daniel, was troubled by all I had seen, and my visions terrified me. So I approached one of those one of those standing beside the throne and asked him what it all meant. He explained to me like this. These four huge beasts represent four kingdoms that will arise from the earth. But in the end, the holy people of the Most High will be given the kingdom, and they will rule forever and ever. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the four beasts, the one so different from the others and so terrifying. It had devoured and crushed its victims with iron teeth and bronze claws, trampling their remains beneath his feet. His feet. I also asked about the ten horns of the fourth beast's head and the little horn that came up afterward and destroyed three of the other horns. This horn has seemed greater than the others and in it had human eyes and a mouth that was boasting arrogantly. As I watched, his horns was waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them. Until the ancient one, the most high, came and judged in favor of his holy people. Then the time arrived for the holy people to take over the kingdom. Then he said to me, this fourth beast is the fourth world power that will rule the earth. 
It will be different from all the others. It will devour the whole world, trampling and crushing everything in its path. Its ten horns are ten kings who will rule the empire. Then another king will arise different from the other ten, who will subdue three of them. He will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and a half a time. But then the court will pass judgment, and all his power will be taken away and completely destroyed. Then the sovereignty power and the greatness of the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High. His kingdom will last forever and ever, and all rulers will serve and obey him. That was the end of the vision. I, Daniel, was terrified by my thoughts. My face was pale with fear, but I kept these things to myself. Andy, that just spoke. Like, I pray you go back and read that and ask the Lord to open your eyes and let you see what the Lord is saying. Okay, family? And one more thing I want to uh, read you is First Thessalonians. Chapter 4, verse 13. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so you will not grieve like the people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will raise from their graves, then together with them. We who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. And family, that just brought me back to the part of the dream where every knee was bending. But you started seeing people going up to the clouds. And like it 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 the Lord, the way he just broke this down to me was so beautiful. Like I encourage you to go back, listen to the dream, listen to this over again. Because the Lord is doing it. He is doing it. And it's it's he's doing it, Fendi. He's doing it. And listen, I'm on my feet in repentance. I don't want, I want to be pleasing my Lord when he arrives. I want to be doing something pleasing him. And I pray that you want the same thing, to be pleasing God. Just think about that for a second. When Jesus steps foot, when he opens that sky, when he comes to get his church, Do you want to be doing lukewarm things or do you want to be pleasing him? Do you want to be in service when he arrives? Or do you want to be worldly? Because listen, let me tell you something about that dream. I knew in my heart that he sent me there. I knew he sent me amongst the lukewarms. I want you to just let that sit in your spirit and go back to your father. And pray. Pray without ceasing, family. Pray without ceasing, okay? Lord, is there anything else you want me to say to your children? 
I just hear him saying that the day of the Lord will arrive unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Don't believe the strong delusion that everything is okay. Everything's going back to normal. Don't believe that, says the Lord. They want to fool you and make you think it's business as usual. But go look at the signs of the times. Look to the sky because your redemption draws nigh, says the Lord. Read the signs of the times. Look up the signs of the times. Go into the word and see the signs of the times. I love y'all family so much. Let's say this together. And family, I'll be back with the uh, next dream. I'm just waiting for the Lord to release me and break that down to me like more. And then I will, yes, this will be on here for that. But I love y'all so, 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 so much. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.